Hello, and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you plan an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah Altheiser, the creator of the websites The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and let's dive in. Welcome again, everyone. This show is a quick trip report from my recent trip to Walt Disney World over Labor Day weekend. I wanted to share my money-saving hacks and kind of how it went there during what you might think would be a busy time. Let's start with how I got there. I braved $20 flights on Spirit Airlines. It's not the first time I have done this. And I have to say, overall, I've had a very good experience on Spirit, with one notable exception, which I'll get to at the end of the show. But the flight was on time. I paid for the big front seat, so I was really comfortable. The service was great, so I really can't complain. So I know many people are scared away from the ultra-low fares. (laughs) It's just a risk. You do run the risk of delays. They're really busy planes. I tracked this plane through the whole day because we had an evening flight and we were the fifth flight of the day. Yeah, fifth flight of the day. So that's just the main risk of the low fares. So we stayed three nights at Coronado Springs. I traveled with my daughter and friends of ours, uh, mom and a similar age daughter. And I booked this through uh, the city travel portal. The reason being is that I get a $100 credit every year off of a $500 booking that kind of negates my annual fee on the city card if I'm able to use that. So I'm always on the lookout for a chance to use it. And luckily I found three nights at Coronado Springs over Labor Day weekend at significantly discounted rate. Disney World discounts their rooms regularly and oftentimes it's passed on to third-party booking sites such as Orbitz, Priceline, what have you. And whatever site the credit card portal pulls from, it will pull that discounted rate as well. So I had a significantly discounted rate already at Coronado Springs. I said it was about 30% off. And then I was able to get $100 off the booking on top of that. So my total for the three nights was about $500. And the rack rate for Labor Day at Coronado Springs is $300. So significant savings over what Disney expects you to pay. I did book a standard room. And if you don't know about Coronado Springs, I'm going to do a separate show because I have so many thoughts about Coronado Springs. It's a complicated resort, but the standard rooms are spread out over the resort. Some of them are very far away from the amenities and others are closer. So I thought it merited making a room request because of that. I attempted to fax in the room request as I have done for the past 13 years and the fax failed. I then called Disney, um, 407WDisney, and got forwarded to the wholesale booking, which is who would manage the booking that you make through a third party. They said they don't accept room requests by fax anymore. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) it means I have to call every time. And I hate calling Disney. It's always a pain. So I was discouraged by that. I have to go update my post about room requests. So I did make a room request to be as close to the lobby as possible. That was it. 
I always try and keep it simple with room requests, really just my most important thing. And if I want to add a second one, but just no more complicated than that. Um, so I did that and I, when we arrived at the resort, I had just gotten the notification through text and email at like 8 PM. Now I did indicate when I did online check-in that we were checking in late because our flight didn't get in until after nine. Um, I guess that's the reason why I didn't get the notification until late. Um, in the future, I would set it to earlier because I'd like to know going in what I'm dealing with and I didn't know until the last second that my room request had not been met. In fact, we were the furthest room possible from the lobby. <laughs> when that happens, this is my advice. Politely go to the front desk and say, hey, um, I took some time before our trip to call in this room request. And it looks like it was not met. I, I don't know if it made it onto the reservation or not, but I'm just wondering, is there anything at all you could do for me about that? And just leave it open to them. So initially the cast member said, um, well, I can check, but it would only be a paid upgrade at this point. You know, we can't offer you anything other than that. And I said, that's fine. Just, just agree to it for that. Just say, okay, yeah, just tell me what the options are. I would love to know. She goes and calls and I sit for a few minutes and came back and said, we did see the request on the reservation. We're sorry it wasn't met. We'd like to offer you a free upgrade to a preferred room which they normally cost 60 to $80 more a night. And I was like, wow, that would be amazing. I would love that, thank you. So they did make it right. You can't expect free upgrades at Disney World, of course, but it does really matter how you approach them about it, I have found in the past, because I get free upgrades a lot. And I don't think it has anything to do that I do this for a living because I'm, I always fly under the radar there. I don't want them, anyone to know. So we make our way to the room. And because this resort is so huge, preferred rooms can still be very far from amenities. So we were in building four, Casitas four, and it was still somewhere between a five and 10 minute walk to the lobby to get coffee in the mornings. That's what the preferred room. Our room would have been 15 minutes, our original assigned room. So our first day was a pool day and we went out to dinner that night. The pool is awesome there. They have a resort scavenger hunt that the kids did. I would not recommend doing it. <laughs> we were trekking all over this resort and they got a prize at the end. I'm not going to give away. It was not worth it. I warned them though. I said, don't be expecting a good prize because it's probably not going to be. It wasn't. <laughs> that night though, we went out to dinner. I wanted to take them on the Skyliner because they hadn't been there before. So we took a bus from Coronado Springs to Hollywood Studios and then got on the Skyliner and rode it to Riviera, which is a really fun night out. Riviera is amazing. It's one of my favorites. They have great options for dining there that's really affordable. So we did take the elevator up to the top and went to the lounge at Topolino's Terrace. You don't need a reservation. You could order off the full menu there, though the seating isn't very comfortable for eating a full meal. We just went for some cocktails and we had one appetizer that we shared among the four of us. And it was, it's just such a nice atmosphere. It's gorgeous up there. Then for our meal, we went downstairs and ate at the very affordable quick service restaurant that is on the ground floor. So anybody can go to Riviera and eat and explore the grounds. You just can't swim in the pool or anything like you're staying there, but um, you're welcome to go there. And they have great, very affordable Italian food. Um, I had a pizza that was 12 bucks. Uh, the kids meals are like seven or $8. It's really a great place to go. And then we just reversed that to go back that night. So I have to say one more thing about that day is that 
when I initially made this reservation through the city travel portal, it was just my daughter and I going, I didn't add my two friends officially to the reservation because our original plan was not to go to the theme parks at all. We were just going to chill out by the pool. And I was like, there's no reason to call and try and add them to the reservation. Well, then we decided at the last minute to go to Epcot. So I wanted to add them to the reservation so they could get the early theme park entry in the morning. I go to the front desk and I was like, can I add them to my reservation? Thinking it's not going to be a big deal. Oh, well, the girl at the front desk had no clue how to do this. She didn't know that you would probably have to call wholesale who booked the reservation. I was there for over 30 minutes and it ended up that she was just gave up. She said, I can't do it. I can't add you to the reservation. I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, this is a big benefit of staying at a Disney resort that you pay for. And you're just, I don't get it, is what you're saying. She's like, I don't know what to do. She had talked to her manager already once, and I just had no patience for it. I just said, that's fine. I'll, t- I'll handle it. I'll handle it. Epcot in the morning. Because I was like, I know that the cast members at Epcot are going to be able to fix this. And I just couldn't deal with her anymore. So <laughs> I was polite the whole time. And I just was like, okay, thanks for trying. She didn't even know the phone number to call Disney reservations. Like I, I haven't memorized, but she didn't even know it. And I was like, oh no. Um, so that was not a positive experience. Uh, the next day though, we did go to Epcot. It was Labor Day. I expected low crowds because I know most people are traveling back on Labor Day. They're not going to be going to, for a full day to the theme parks. Most people have to work the next day. Kids go to school if they're just if they haven't started already, then they're starting back to school. Um, and it was low crowds at Epcot, which was great. I easily got into the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy at 7 a.m. Um, I easily got a lightning lane pass for Remy Ratatouille Adventure at 7 a.m. It wasn't an issue. You may have to go back and listen to other episodes if you have no clue what I'm talking about, but that's all there. Um, so we did arrive a half an hour early. We went to guest services. There was no line. The woman there, the cast member there was so helpful. She walked us as a group over, got us checked into the park and then walked us up to where they scan one magic band for the party and then let you in for early entry. She made sure that we got in without issue and it was great. So problem solved. I probably wasted my time (laughs) at the front desk the day before knowing that they would just make it right there. But a good lesson, lesson learned. So Epcot for the day was really great. It was low crowds. It was pretty empty. We were able to ride Test Track, Soarin', and Living with the Land with very little weight first thing in the morning. Um, I will say about Test Track that the ride photo wasn't working. And also where you scan your magic band for the vehicle to match your designs of vehicle did not work for us as well. Um, this is a theme you're going to notice here is like things just aren't really being maintained here. Um, I suspect cost cutting measures at Disney World. So um, everything else was great. We had lunch at the France Bakery after riding Remy before we went to ride Guardians of the Galaxy. And it is great. I was testing out a bunch of my recommendations that I usually give for quick service restaurants and they all held up like they have in the past. So great, affordable sandwiches that are big enough to share, I think, at the France Bakery. Um, a, A great experience there. I remembered a discount. I'm so proud of myself. I never remember to use this, but if you have the Chase Disney Visa, you can get 20% off of any purchase at any Joffrey's 
coffee cart. So I wanted an afternoon coffee. And I was like, I'm going to remember to use my Chase's and get my discount. So I did. And that's just throwing that out there to use any and all discounts you can get at Disney World. Uh, the Chase Visa also gives you discounts on dining at certain table service restaurants. So you have to check. Oh, I got a disc. I'm going to say this now because I forgot to write it down. I got a discount at the Polite Pig at Disney Springs the next day on our lunch. I got 10% off and they're good about asking, do you have any discounts? And just remember that you have the visa if you have it. So I was able to save a little bit here and there with the visa on this trip, which was great. So we went back to the hotel for an afternoon break and found once again, we had no housekeeping. We did not get housekeeping the day before. This was now the next day with no housekeeping. And I was like, that's it, I'm calling. <laughs> this is gross at this point, like trash was piling up in the room. We had towels everywhere, whatever. So I called and they're like, well, we only do housekeeping every other day. And I was like, well, that would be good to tell someone at check-in or anytime, because you don't say that anywhere publicly, <laughs> so that people aren't expecting it. Because the big thing is just meet my expectations. And if I don't know to expect it only every other day, I'm going to get upset when I don't get it. So anyway, they will send someone up. What time will you be leaving the room? Whatever. And I will say they did send someone up and the, the room did get really cleaned really well, actually. But um, you shouldn't have to call. <laughs> to get housekeeping, right? And when you're staying at a Disney moderate resort. So that disappointed me. Um, again, it's got to be a cost cutting and that they might not have people to um, fill the jobs there to do the housekeeping. But I was disappointed about that. So uh, to get back to Epcot, this is a great hack if you want to go directly to World Showcase. So when you go to Epcot, you ride the bus to the front of the park and then you have to trek all the way back. It's over a mile to get to the back of World Showcase. We wanted to go to the Japan Pavilion for dinner. So I Ubered us to the Beach Club, which was $8.00. And then we walked uh, from the beach club over to the back entrance of Epcot and we were right there at Japan. And wow, it probably saved us 45 minutes to an hour of travel time and hassle. And that is just a great way because when you're paying all that money for getting into the parks for the day, it's great to be able to maximize it and not spend a lot of time just getting there getting to where you want to be in the parks. We had great quick service food in Japan for dinner. We also got everything on the menu at the Japan booth for food and wine festival. And it was good. It wasn't anything to write home about. I had read that it was one of the best booths there. And yes, everything was good at the booth, but nothing really wowed me as things have in the past with food and wine. Um, and then one more little disappointment of the night was that the show at Epcot right now is Epcot Forever. Well, it's advertised to be Epcot Forever, um, which was the intermediate between Illuminations and this new show, Harmonious, which they've already axed. So I was expecting this, the Epcot Forever that I had seen it during that time in between those shows. And it was not that. It was even more abbreviated than that. It was 10 minutes and... Epcot Forever had these cool little boats that pulled kites behind it that were illuminated that were really a cool feature of that show and made it unique. So I was looking forward to seeing those. None. It was just fireworks and music for 10 minutes. That was it. And I was like, wow, this just feels slapped together to me. This just feels like we're going to slap some fireworks up for 10 minutes and call it the show. At least we can say we're offering something for nighttime entertainment. So again, it's obvious that it's cost cutting, that it's cutting corners. So I was disappointed 
with some of those things on this trip. And I hope that it's temporary while they're scrambling to get new stuff together because they just announced, well, I just learned of it today. The new show is coming to Epcot in December, December 5th, I believe. And so I'm hoping to step it up there. I'm hoping they'll step it up with the housekeeping or at least let people know what to expect. Um, getting things fixed on the rides, just keeping up with it, training your cast members right. I hope this isn't a pattern that's going to continue. I'm going back in November and oh, I'll let you know. Hopefully it's not more of the same. But there were other things that were still, of course, wonderful about Disney. Um, overall, the experience was great. I know my friends had an amazing time. Um, so our last day, I already told you we went to Disney Springs. We had lunch at the Polite Pig. That's one of my favorite quick service places at Disney Springs, but I hadn't been there in years. And I was like, oh God, I hope it hasn't gone downhill. Happy Report has not. The food was amazing as it has been in the past, even better, I think, than it was in the past. Their menu is amazing um, and had a great time there. And then the kids, someone had told the kids about that there's beignets at Port Orleans French Quarter. And they were like, please, we want to go get beignets. I was like, okay, we will ride the boat over there. And I was really tired at that point. <laughs> like, didn't want to do it. But we did it. And I was glad we did it because we rode the boat over to French Quarter, which is really from Disney Springs, which is really relaxing. And I don't think a lot of people venture over there. There's like no one, it was just a mom and a baby on the boat. And that was it. And then the beignets, I hadn't had them in years. And I forgot that they're big. They're Mickey beignets, but they're not small ones. They're like full-size donut size. And I had forgotten that. So I got a bag of six beignets that was $10, I think. And oh my God, so much food. So we stuffed ourselves with beignets before our flight home and we weren't even hungry for dinner. <laughs> we were so full. So it ended up being a really fun um, end to the trip. And so the flight home was also on Spirit for $20. But what happens there, which happens sometimes with these airlines, is that people crowd the gate. And they call the groups, like there are groups, and I had status with Spirit. So I was in like the one of the first groups. But that didn't matter because everybody just lines up and crowds the gate. And really, this is the gate agents should be telling people to sit down, saying, don't come up unless your group has been called. Don't crowd the gate. And they were really good about that in Raleigh when we flew to Orlando is the gate agents were like, sit down, don't crowd the gate. It was so lovely for everyone. They got up when their group was called and they filed in like they're supposed to, but it was chaos at the Orlando airport. That's not the first time I've had that experience. So it's hit or miss. I mean, after that, I was like, I'm never flying Spirit again. <laughs> so we'll see if I change my mind. But yeah, I mean, that's just the job of the gate agents. They just weren't doing their job. But again, the Spirit flight was on time and got us there. And it was so cheap. But I really overall can't complain. So I hope you enjoyed this short episode and um, look for another one soon all about Coronado Springs.